Welcome to the Berto Calkins Podcast. This is episode 28, and today we are talking about success. So this episode is a little bit different just because I am live streaming on Discord stages. So bear with me if there are any issues, but we will get through it. I know that many of us, when we think of success, we think of just money. And a lot of the times when we are thinking about money, we're not really thinking about the things that we can do with money or the convenience that that plays. But, you know, I think it's really important that we get clear on the things that we want money for or want success for so we can just be a little bit more clear. Yeah, just clear, more clear in the things that we want. So I actually made like a little list of the things that I felt like I wanted out of life and why I wanted success. And this is how I categorized everything. First, we have meeting our basic needs. And then we have making daily habits convenient. And then we have being fulfilled in career. Those things are very important to me. And I know that they're very important to many other people as well. So let's go through it. First, we're talking about meeting our basic needs. I don't know if many of you are uh, familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but the at the bottom is just like basic necessities, like being able to like eat, drink water, or drink um, what else? Housing, just the very very basic stuff. But in doing that. I would say that related to those type of things is not like really stressing over money. So that's really important. So one of the things that I mentioned was not stressing over bills. And as a person who grew up watching family members like struggle with paying bills and whatnot, it was very important for me to be able to not stress over bills. Like I don't want to stress over looking at my mail or being afraid to check the mail because I think that there's always bills in there. So thankfully, that's not how my life is right now. But that is a reason why one person or I would want to have success just so we won't be as stressed over like our basic bills, whether it's rent, paying our phone bills, or whatever. Very important. Next, we have safety of family. And this is not in like a particular order. I'm just like mentioning them. So safety of family is very important to me. It is like one of the most important things that I think about pretty much daily. Like I have my daughter and my girlfriend, my mom. These are people that I do think about pretty often when it comes to their safety. And when you're successful, then there is a chance that you might not have to worry about that as much because then you can kind of like provide like a safety net around those people. But at the same time, there is also the opportunity for people to become more of a prey, I guess, when you're successful. It really depends. If you're in the public eye, then that's when you can become more like worrisome. But... 
on a regular, if you're like just like low key and stuff like that and being successful, I don't think you really have to worry about it as much. And just like having your family members not always be in the same like neighborhoods like where you grew up in if you grew up in like a pretty rough neighborhood like me but that is definitely another concern of mine so safety of family is another reason why i would want to be successful all right so next is having access to good health care especially with unexpected situations I know that people often don't really think about this. Like, they, I mean, I know some people do, but a lot of people don't really think about their health, especially if they're, like, younger and whatnot. But, like, once you get a little bit older and you have kids or possibly a kid or even pets, you start to become more aware that things happen out of nowhere, like, I remember when I had my dog when I was living in California, like, he would have issues pretty often. It was very costly. I would say once every few months, he would have some issues. And it's easy to lose a lot of money when you're constantly putting money towards trying to keep your dog healthy and whatnot. And the same goes for kids, too. Kids get sick parents get sick other family members get sick and the last thing that you want is to have to worry about money in that manner like even with having like health insurance some people have to uh make co-pays and that co-pay may be a lot of money that you have to pay so that is definitely another reason why i would want to strive to be successful i would want to strive to have more money because I want to be able to pay for medical bills, like if there are any issues there. So very, very important, especially with like COVID, the amount of money that I've heard that people needed to pay after being on like respiratory machines or whatever, the amount of money that I heard that they needed to pay after beating COVID was crazy. And I'm not sure if that's like everybody that like really had to like suffer with COVID. But it, again, it's important. It's very, very important that we're able to financially take care of ourselves. And that's why I've been really trying to like do more and make smarter like financial decisions. Because if I can't help my family members when it comes to that, then I would feel very bad or even myself like I just got injured like a few months ago and thankfully like my health insurance was able to cover the expenses for like my MRI x-ray and now physical therapy that I've been doing but other than that like that really would have hit my pockets and <laughs> I would have been probably suffering right now but thankfully I'm not but again another reason why you should be emphasizing getting more finances to support your health and you know just taking care of people all right so next i have making daily habits convenient all right so under there i got to have like a little bit more fun <laughs> with the things that i mentioned that i wanted but 
we want to live more convenient lives. That is a, another reason why we want to be successful because we want things to be a little bit easier. And I'm just going to list a few things and like talk about a few things that I could use to make my life a little bit more convenient. First, we have not having to interact with people that I don't want to. I don't <laughs> like interacting with people that I don't want to. Like, I know that's obvious, but that is a thing that you should write down if you want to be successful. Like, you want to be more in control. This is not really like a financial type thing. I mean, it's related to that. But success for me partly is not having to interact with people that I don't want to. And I've had to do that numerous times. Like I'm 32 years old. I started working when I was like, I think 19 or something like that. But you know, going to school and stuff like that. But I don't like being around people that I don't want to be around. And I know that a lot of us like, we have jobs or like we're going to school and we have to be around like certain people. But I think making it a priority to kind of like limit that in a way or maybe just, yeah, change the way that you're working, it will help. Like it's something to strive toward. And thankfully, I don't really have to interact with people that I don't want to as much now. Before I had to interact with like a lot of people that I didn't want to. But I think now that I'm more so doing like freelancing, entrepreneurial type things, I'm able to control that a little bit more. And then I have my manager also who is able to like interact with people, not necessarily that I don't want to interact with, but that makes it a lot easier for me to like not be as stressed with like interacting with certain people. And that takes me to the next point, which is interacting with the minimal amount of people required. <laughs> Another thing. And as social as I am on like social media, like I think people often get this misconception that I am social in real life, but I am not. I'm very much an introvert. I do like being around people that I like being around. I like being around a couple people. I don't like to be around a bunch of people. I do get social anxiety in a way like where I'm just like, all right, I need to leave. I want to leave. I don't want to be around a lot of people. But lately I've been enjoying more time spending with like people that I actually know or that I'm associated with and they're like cool and just like, you know, figuring them out. But on a regular basis, I prefer to be around people that I know or at home by myself and just like chilling or whatever. So that is definitely something that is important for me, interacting with the minimal amount of people. <laughs> okay, so the other reason why I want to be successful and like maintain the success that I have already is the ability to control my schedule that is something that has been very important to me controlling my schedule just because um just having my daughter and stuff like I like to be able to be a little bit looser with my schedule and like manipulate things a little bit more just so I can 
either have more time where I can just enjoy life or I can just pick her up from wherever, you know. And of course, I have other obligations. I have work that I need to do. But the ability to control my schedule is something that has been very important to me for the longest time. And I know that having like a regular like nine to five job caused me a lot of stress before just because I had to like often ask for time off in order to like go to different places. And in doing things like that, it caused me to have like conflicts in my mind because I am a pretty dedicated worker and I didn't really like to ask for time off even though I know that it would or I knew that it would help me in my career outside of work. So now that I'm able to control my schedule a lot more, it is definitely helpful and I think that is something that many of us should strive towards and try to be successful in that right just so we can control our schedules a bit. The other reason why I want to be successful <laughs> is so I can have more space. Living in New York is expensive and you don't really get that much space for the amount of money you spend. I mean, it is still New York, so that's a there's an upside there. But in order to be less stressed for me, I would love to have more space. Like, I, w I never really thought that I would have a house. I mean, I mentioned it before, maybe when I was younger. But now I am thinking that it might be more in, like <laughs> of a priority now to actually have a house just because of the space or at least like a bigger apartment. But being in New York, I don't know how that's going to work because New York is just so expensive and you would be lucky to get like a studio under like $2,000 <laughs> depending on the area. But yeah, having more space is another thing for me. And then related to having space or a house, I want to have a car and a parking space. And a car is actually on my vision board just because... I want to be able to like pick up my daughter and bring her places more conveniently. And I mean, I would love to just drive and listen to music for myself too. But the train systems like and the bus, New York is a little bit messy right now. Like, it, no, it's not a little bit. It's very messy when it comes to the people on the train that are like having like mental health issues and, and then just people that are overall just. I mean, I don't want to call people bad, but people doing a lot of bad things on the trains. So I would rather be able to like avoid that stuff for myself and for my daughter and just not have to deal with that because I find myself in so many situations where I'm with my daughter and somebody's like acting up on the train and then I'm like, ugh, like I have to do this right now. Like <laughs> while I'm with my daughter, like I don't want to have to fight somebody right now and I could potentially get hurt. So it's important for me to be able to just like avoid that in general. And then next we have having laundry in the home. I know a lot of people have laundry in their homes, but I don't. I used to when I was uh, living with my mom, but living in 
places outside of the projects i would say and having laundry like there's a huge disparity like you either have to have like a lot of money or a little bit of money once you're like in between then it's like a little bit more difficult for you to have like a laundry machine and then like a dryer in your home and i don't want to always have to go to the laundromat like <laughs> like it's very inconvenient and of course i can like drop off my laundry and then have the person like take care of it and then like pick it up later but i don't know i kind of like i i like to be in control so i go to the laundromat i throw my stuff inside the washing machines and i actually wait there and i get things done in that time but i would much rather be home when i'm actually doing that rather than having to go out just to take care of washing clothes so that is another thing that i'm striving toward and this one right here oh a dishwasher having a dishwasher i know there are people out there that are taking their dishwasher for granted probably because they've had it for, for a long time but i've never lived in a home where we had a dishwasher and i am honestly getting tired sick and tired of washing dishes like it is so inconvenient and annoying for me to actually <laughs> do that so the dishwasher is definitely something that i'm looking forward to having in the future in the near future i would say I, th I think in the next year i'll, I'll move into a place that have that has a, a dishwasher because I don't know. I've just been looking at those dishes like with a angry face. And it's funny because I used to like doing dishes. My mom actually had me and my brother like doing certain chores in the house and di doing dishes was one of the things that I did in addition to like washing the tub, which I still do now. But I'm tired of it. <laughs> I need a change. So the dishwasher is definitely another thing that... I'm looking forward to getting with more success. All right, next up, being fulfilled in career, doing what you love. Like that's the most important thing for me when it comes to career, just doing something that I love. And in doing that, that means creating. And I wouldn't say that I'm there yet, I, I like doing the things that I do, but I think once I am actually doing the things that I love, like really truly love, then I'll be more fulfilled and in becoming more fulfilled, then I will feel like I am much more successful, I would say. So that is another thing that I'm looking forward to at 32 years old. I'm still figuring things out. And I think oftentimes that we have heard like, oh, be successful by this age, by this age or whatever. But as I get older, I realize that a lot of people are just figuring it out. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to figure it out, but I'm on the, on the ride. I'm running this marathon, just trying to figure out life and doing the thing, doing different things so I can figure out what I actually really 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 want to do and something that will make my heart sing as they say <laughs> and then another thing 
being able to invest time and money into the things that I love. I think that's another part of success. It's just dedicating more time towards those things. Like if you are like spending so much time doing things that you don't love, then you're not going to really feel fulfilled. And I want to be able to invest that time into like cultivating the things that I actually enjoy doing and money, money. It takes money to support a lot of the goals that many of us have in life. And it took me a while to actually learn how to spend money to make more money and spend money to just like invest in certain goals. Because as I mentioned before, like my mom really didn't have a great relationship with money from my standpoint. Like money was definitely an issue growing up. And because of that, I would hoard money rather than spend it. And as I got older, I kept with that habit. So in, instead of spending money on things that will make would make me happier and things that would make me more money, I would just hold it and I would save it. And just because I would worry about it not coming in anymore. But now I definitely use money as more of a tool i don't stress about it as much like i'm okay right now i'm not like wealthy or anything like that but i'm definitely in a better place right now than i was and i'm glad about that so another part of being successful is being able to invest time and money into the things that i love so yeah that completes the list that I have and then outside of that like little tangibles I mean this is not that little but like motorcycle I definitely want a motorcycle that's really just so I can enjoy life a little bit more and just I don't know I've always liked motorcycles loved the motorcycle so that is definitely something that is important to me but yeah Regan I'm not sure if you have any uh thoughts on what success looks like to you but if you are interested in sharing you can raise your hand and then I'll, I'll put you in this conversation and I can actually put my mic towards the computer and record you a bit too <laughs> I was just listening obviously and I was kind of reflecting on like what it is that makes me feel successful mm. and I think financial independence has always been one of the largest drivers of my ambition. Mm. Um, but I also think respect from people who I also respect mm. is a big part of it, especially in a professional sense. Um, I like to be heard and I like to be in a position to be heard. And I feel like that's obviously much easier to achieve when you have, uh, a certain level of financial success, specifically in certain industries, like the one that I work in. I It's tough, though, like, looking outside of that, what else do I think helps define success personally for me? Um, I, I think I echo a lot of your sentiments that a, a good chunk of it is driven uh, by your financial status. Mm -hmm. But I also think just being 
very comfortable with yourself. And I would say through the pandemic as well, the thing that I think has determined my success is like being as happy as I am being alone Mm. and just like really liking myself. And that then permeates through every other component of my life. Like I like myself and who I am when I show up to work every day. I like myself and who I am when I interact with my family. Mm. I like myself when I'm dating and, you know, potentially meeting a new partner. Like I like myself and how I interact in all those different arenas. Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear the beginning of the podcast, obviously. So uh, this is just kind of me spitballing a little bit. But it was a a good thought-provoking prompt for me to think about, like, what determines success. I think ultimately, like, meeting the goals that I set for myself eventually and not giving myself too hard of a time when I don't mean them on the timeline that I originally set for myself. If we're looking at like a 20,000 foot view. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. And yeah, when you um, mentioned like interacting with people that you like respect and those that um, now like they're able to like respect you and like um, interact with you, when would you say that came about? Like how, how long ago would you say that you achieved that where you are able to like comfortably be like, all right, I'm in the rooms with the people that... I wanted to be in a rooms with and did you feel that like shift? That's a good question. I think the the answer is like I'm I always have other rooms that I'd like to be in and be heard in. And so the important thing is to I've I've always wanted to move in powerful circles of people. I've always wanted to continue to level up and network and gain the respect of people who I continue to respect their opinions. And that changes as you grow, as you develop your professional know-how and the people that the people who I wished to garner their respect from 10 years ago has drastically changed to what it is today. That just comes from education. That comes from being in the thick of things that comes from like sticking your toe in the water or sticking your foot across the threshold of that room to continue with that analogy. And you you only know that you have their respect or you only know what they might be looking for in order to garner their respect when you start to play in their arena. And so I think like continuously having another arena to level up to is really important because if you just find yourself being like, this is the arena that I want to play in. These are the best of the best, the creme de la creme. Like you look at some of the people who are leaders in their industry, like Richard Branson, for example, he crushed the he crushed the music game when he first started, and then he wanted to go into the hotel game, and then he wanted to go into the travel game, and like so, he wanted to be respected in different arenas. And now that he is where he's at, he then you know goes outside of the boundaries of business, and he wants to be he hangs out with Barack Obama. Like mm-hmm. the guy has clearly garnered relationships with people that weren't necessarily in circles that he ever possibly imagined himself in. 40 years ago. And so I, I aspire to be like that. I don't know. I think there's been a few times where I've had like a whole, I've made it moment, Mm. kind of like aha moments, but they usually kind of smack you in the face while you're right in the thick of it. It's not something where you're like, 
this is going to be the day. This is going to be the conversation. This is going to be the dinner that I have that's going to like level me up. I've never really gone into it like that. Mm. It's more of you find yourself in the situation. You're like, oh shit. (laughs) Like everybody is sitting and listening to me. Everybody's curious to know what I think. And I wasn't expecting that. And it's a pleasant surprise. And that's, it's more of an aha moment of when you know that you've paid your dues and you know that you've kind of done the work and people respect your point of view. I would say it's happened three or four times in my career. I hope that it happens a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. And, um, have you ever like gotten into a room and it was the complete opposite of what you thought it was going to be? Like you're like, all right, this is going to be great. But then you actually got in front of like certain people or a certain group of people. And you're just like, um, I don't think I want to be here. Let me change rooms. You know, that type of thing. (laughs) I've definitely made assumptions about people's value systems based on their level of success. And I've definitely assumed incorrectly. Mm. And there is a way to gracefully bow out of those situations. And then there are some ways to kind of violently bow out of those situations as well. If you feel like there is a uh, really disconcerting uh, (laughs) way that people go about, you know, interacting in that space. So I've definitely found myself in situations that or within circles of people that I'm like, Oh man, like, this is what I thought you were, but it wasn't that. And I feel like that's not what I'm trying to map to right now. And who knows, maybe that's something where like, we just are at different phases of our lives. Um, You know, a lot of, I've been in rooms where a lot of people are building families and, and doing things that I, I generally have no interest in having children. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes to like, playing in a professional realm where that's a huge topic of conversation i'm probably not going to add a whole lot of value here and frankly like you're probably not going to give me a lot of value because i've already made a decision that doesn't quite align with the majority of people in this room there have also been things that are you know a bit more jarring where again those value systems don't really match up to mine or kind of or there aren't any synergies with mine and Sometimes it's as easy as like just not calling them back, not emailing them back or just saying a quick no thank you. Like we're all adults. We don't have to explain ourselves for why we don't want certain people in our lives. It's just we make the decision and we move forward. Yeah, that's that's really important. And um, yeah, something that you said actually uh, sparked this thought in, in me. Somebody mentioned that they spent like a a lot of money on school and they got to their dream job and they actually hate it so going back to like what you said like it's pretty important to be able to like uh switch when you find that you're not being fulfilled in whatever which way so i totally understand like what you're saying in regards to that and i told i told the person i'm like don't I mean I understand spending a lot of money on something and then it not being what you wanted but we only get one life you know that we know of for sure so we need to be able to like switch it up whenever we feel like we're not being fulfilled because what's the point 
you know, like if you're not going to live a fulfilled life, if you don't want that for yourself, don't let money have you staying somewhere that you don't want to be. And yeah, just kind of roll with it. I think it's important to acknowledge that it's an absolute privilege to be able to pivot in that way. There are a lot of people who aren't necessarily in a situation to be able to do that. But I think the important thing to realize is a lot of us may look like we have our shit together when we are first starting out because there's a lot of fake it till you make it energy that just needs to exist in order to be successful, to be self-employed like you and I. And... I I just want to remind people that like there was a lot of crying in the shower. I did I was a bike messenger from like 6 p.m. till midnight when I wasn't working, when I was trying to get things off the ground and trying to make things meet. Like it and it may feel like a failure to go into something that you think like I spent all this money on an education like that's and, but I'm in this dream job and I hate it and now like what am I going to go work at a restaurant while I figure it out? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and it's going to suck. But trust me when I say when there's a lot of a lot of us who've had this experience, I worked at a startup for about a year and I was just like, this is not a great fit. Yeah. Um, and I think they felt that, too. There was just kind of this uh, force preventing us from being the most successful match as an employer and employee. And when I went out on my own, like I said, I I bike messengered for a short period of time. I like waited tables again, which is what I did when I was in college. Like I did anything to make ends meet while I could simultaneously pursue what I wanted to pursue. But there's a lot of sacrifice that comes along with that. And so changing rooms, so to speak, to keep with that analogy, is tough. And there are some people who are ultra privileged where it's not as difficult for them to make those lateral movements mm-hmm. um, into different rooms and that's just the way that the world works but know that even those of us who from the outside looking in appear to have it all together like it's been a seven year journey to get myself to where I am now where now I have the privilege to be able to move myself and my business to another country because I just want to live there but mm-hmm. it took a lot of heavy lifting between point A and point B and a lot of ups and downs. And so it's it's hard when you think you've invested all this time into this concept or this idea and this narrative that we tell ourselves of like, this is who I'm gonna be, this is how I'm gonna be the most successful, this is how I wanna be perceived. And if I don't do those things, I'm not going to, you know, live up to the story that I've been telling myself this entire time that does feel disappointing. Uh, but that's part of the journey. That's absolutely part of the journey. Yeah, I totally w- agree with you on that. And I, I think with me, I I definitely had the whole uh, process of like working jobs that I hated after a while that I did not hate at first, but like I had to do it because I needed to pay bills, whether that was like child support or, or rent. Like I just had to do it. But um, yeah, I've always... When I was in in those positions, I've always tried to look forward to what I can do next because I knew like in my heart that I just could not stay there. Whether that was like people telling me what to do or just it just not feeling right. And I I remember when I was working at Zara, uh, (laughs) when I was actually I think when I was assistant manager there or maybe I was a manager there and I... 
I had like a, a paper in my pocket that um, reminded me of the things that I wanted to do. Like I just wrote it down and I forgot who I got that from. But I would just have it in my pocket and every once in a while, like on my lunch break, I would take it out and look at it and then put it back away and just like smile. It would give me a better feeling and then I would go through the day and just like it would give me something to look forward to even though I was felt like I was stuck in a way. But also what helped me to figure that out is just saying to myself and it's like you have to play mind tricks on yourself but I would tell myself like you are where you are because you're supposed to be there and you are where you are because you want to be there because I could move like I, I could make other choices that would possibly make me happier in like the short term but I knew that I had to be where I needed to be for the longer term in order for me to like get to where I needed to be you know rather than just constantly trying to like figure things out like because I knew that I wouldn't be working a regular job so but it is definitely tough to make that switch to oh I'm just gonna you know go this way it's a long game as you mentioned it, it is definitely a long game but I think what reminds me is just like I want to be able to like look back on my life and not really live with regrets and yeah just be happy and it's tough. It's tough when you have a lot of like financial burdens and you feel like you've given your life to something but we're just figuring it out. (laughs) Just figuring it out. You're, you're so right. What you said about like keeping that note in your pocket reminds me of something that I still do to this day. I'll put on a TV show in the background while I'm working of people like living a lifestyle that I want. And every once in a while, I'll just catch a glimpse of it. And I'm like, oh, got to keep grinding. Mm-hmm. Got to keep crushing. Um, like we all find our own little ways to motivate ourselves. And I did want to go back to specifically that person who responded to your prompt on Instagram. I got my degree in criminal justice. Like a lot of people make an assumption that my degree is in communications. And the thing is, is if you invest time to get a degree or education in something, then you realize that you don't like it. There's so much crossover in what I did in, in my education and also my career. I worked at a police department. I worked for the attorney general and I also worked at the state house in Massachusetts and wow, there is a lot of crossover. There are a lot of skills that you can take away from, you know, learning within those arenas, but also playing in those arenas a little bit too. And this person who might be feeling a little bit down on themselves, realizing that the job that they thought was their dream job isn't, they just have to keep in mind that there's there's some small wins in there and there are skills that they're taking away that are 100% applicable to what, else they might be interested in pursuing they may not just know it yet i like i still have aha moments to this day of you know we joke about how i play chess and people are playing checkers when i do my job and i think like that style of thinking really comes from my past career history and my education and also the way that i write the way that i read contracts the way that i do all these other things like that was all a foundation built in an entirely different industry And it's still applicable 
into what I'm doing today. And frankly, I'm really thankful that I had that experience because it provides some perspective that a lot of people in my industry don't have. So use that as a unique value proposition as you're going into this pivot and making these decisions to try something different. Yes, 100%. I actually forgot that I did mention that to her too um, in a different way. I was like, maybe the things that you're learning from this career, like maybe it belongs on TikTok. You know, like it sounds crazy, but maybe the information that that you paid for is belonging in a different platform in order to like grow. And then maybe you can like be a little bit more in control and be maybe happier. But that is 100% true. I actually, uh, studied communications <laughs> advertising <laughs> and public relations and i find that the things that i do today are is applicable like i've learned even in my ethics class and whatnot i'm able to like condense my words a little bit more and be more effective at like communicating with people but when I was in college, I thought I was going to be working at a PR agency, like towards the end. And then I thought I was going to be working at an advertising agency. And then I thought about it and I'm like, I don't want to work at an ad agency. I mean, it's cool that a lot of them get to play a lot of the time, but like it just, it didn't really resonate with me to work at an agency. I knew that I wanted to create but I just didn't want to be in that type of uh, platform when creating. So, yeah, definitely true. Yeah. Frankly, the people who get it right the first time, they hit the bullseye in their career straight out of high school, trade school, college, whatever it might be. They're the lucky ones and they're definitely in the minority. And I know a lot of people who work in uh, professions that relate to what they studied in college and they also hate their job. Mm. So it's it's you see a lot of people who come out of school and potentially are working in their profession you think oh they must be loving it they they picked right they chose right their their intuition was accurate when it came to the type of career that they wanted to pursue but we're all out here just trying to make ourselves look good all the time if you really sit down and have a conversation with people they'd probably tell you a very similar story 100% I actually had a conversation last night with somebody that I know and they they share like the um, same sentiments as me we we're just like yeah we're we feel like we're not necessarily doing the things that we are supposed to do we're doing it we like it and we're you know making ends meet but at the same time like there is something more so I definitely agree with that but yeah, um, Regan, thank you for joining. Trini Vegan, thank you for joining. Ricky, I see you there. Thank you for joining. Um, we're going to bring this podcast episode to a close. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you got some value out of it. I would appreciate it if you rate and review, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Berto Calkins podcast.